out for presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm amped up out for presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm amped up out for presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm amped up out for presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm amped up. You can tell, like, if the person who made it's ugly or not. Right, exactly. Like, there's some songs, like, like most country music, you're like, oh, this person sounds yeah. hideous. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like, it, you look it up, and it's like, yeah, they probably are. Yeah, I mean, there's but, a lot hiding behind that fucking hat. But, but with that little ditty right there, oh, ooh, child. Ooh, child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dude, the dude or the lady mm-hmm. that wrote that song, mm-hmm. uh, I, mean, let's, I mean, if we're being real, they fuck. Yeah. I feel like if they if they could hear us now, I would want them to know that I find them terribly attractive. Mm-hmm. Just from that song. Yeah. Like I can't Jennifer's Oh, who is this? God? Is that you? You know, it sounds like something God would do. Record our podcast. And God's probably attractive. I bet God fucks. <laughs> I feel like you can't be a god, and with the exception of Hephaestus, with his goofy legs. Yeah, you can't be a god and be ugly. Yeah, but he he doesn't didn't uh, canonically mm-hmm. isn't he uh, attached to not Persephone, right? Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Yeah, but she cheats on him constantly. Well, that's just what happens when you with fuck Aries. Chad Aries, <laughs> yeah. who is over in the corner where I gesture. <laughs> And tonight's guest, yeah. the God of War himself. Oh, <laughs> uh, what an intro. Welcome back to the pod, babies. Welcome back, babies. Now get out. <laughs> get out of my house. Now we missed you. It's going to be hard to top the last one, man. That... It is going to be hard to top the last one, man. But you know what? If anyone can do it, it's us. If I you fight. want to. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I don't know you if you want you can, to. You can do anything you set your mind to, but you have to set your mind to it. Have you set your mind to it, Kevin? No. Okay, well, then I guess we should pack it in. <laughs> oh, It'll be a little Douglas. teaser episode. <laughs> Douglas, Douglas, Douglas. You know what I've been thinking about? What have you been thinking about? I've been thinking about getting back into master class. Yeah? Yeah. Which it, ones? Well, it's a subscription now, so it's oh. all of them. I think it's like 15... Oh, we lost God. Never mind. He's back. Um, <laughs> it's like 15 bucks a month now. It's very Old Testament. If you set up old... Yeah, right? If you set up... Uh, auto pay. That's, the, uh, that's what I was looking for. 15 bucks. Not that bad. No. Because I thought it, it... Wasn't it used to... They were like 150 bucks a class. Well, I know it was that, but I know that... Then they went to a subscription service, but it was like... A hundred bucks a year. Oh, yeah. Which I guess kind of shakes out about the same. Yeah, but, like, you were in for the year. Yeah. Well, that's what um I was on uh, in, like, 20, like the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. No, the end of 2018. I was on uh, Skillshare, and they were running a thing. I think it was a Marin thing. Mm. Where it was, like, you get a year free. Or not a year free. You got a year for, like, 30 bucks. 
And I was like, well, fuck yeah. And I, I learned how to video edit poorly, but I learned how to video <laughs> edit through Skillshare. And I forgot about it. And I got rebuilt for another year. And it was like 250 bucks. And I was like, suck my dick, Skillshare. What are we doing? <laughs> Ooh, child. Yeah. So I'm a little bit, you know, but I mean, it's different, you know, if you're learning how to, you know, act or whatever. They have goofy what, ones now, though. Yeah. What, what, uh, what master classes would pull you in? Um, well, let me let me look at the site because I I did see there was one. This is the thing they get like oddly specific. Yeah. Times too. So this was the thing. As much as I try not to be like, like leadership qualities are great, mm-hmm. but I've been like in one form or another like a manager since I was like twenty two. Yeah. And I'm fucking tired of leading you, groups of people. You, you've somehow become. A journeyman manager. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, like, really upset by that. But, like, nobody ever wants to take it, like, take up the mantle. And eventually it just becomes the thing where, like, I cannot be on a rudderless ship for so long that I'm just like, fuck, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but there is a um, there is a thing, get out of the way, James Cameron, um, that I thought I might, you know, if I'm going to do this, Learn you know, how to cook with Wolfgang Puck. Yeah, a little bit. There is um hold on. It's this is a really annoying user interface. If Masterclass engineers are listening, the website people, your website on the mobile fucking sucks because every time I switch pages it asks if I want to accept cookies and I don't. Cookies! Um but Anna Winter teaches creativity and leadership. Ooh. And um, um Anna Wintour. There's somebody else that teaches uh, something of that ilk. Ilk. But um, I think they have an app. Do they have an app? I think I used to have. But like Gordon Ramsay teaches like an intermediate to advanced uh, teaching thing, and I think uh, Sam Jackson teaches uh, acting to a certain degree. I do often wonder because I know that there's so many like there's so many acting ones on there Mm -hmm. taught by different people. Yeah. I wonder how much of it is the same or how much just contradicts itself. I did notice that there is... you get to a certain point where it's like, man, just get out there and try it. Yeah. Like, there, you can't learn any more from us. Just get out there and try it. I want to say it was Alec Baldwin. I don't think I would take a class from Alec Baldwin. Maybe it wasn't. It was like a, It was an esteemed actor. I, I mean, I, I am on record. I did buy the Kevin Spacey one, but that's before I learned he was a pederast. They took it off there, didn't they? They did, but if you bought it, you can still own it. Oh, man. Does he slip into the Frank Underwood character a lot? No, I think this is the one. I think he's a big Kaminsky guy. He... Like the Kaminsky method on yeah. Netflix? Yeah. Is that a fictional character? I don't know. He, he's like You're a... Stanislavski? Yes, Stanislavski. Um, but the, I did notice... He doesn't really do a ton. It's almost like a documentary, the way that his is filmed. And I don't know. If, I bought two. Mm-hmm. I'd have to log in. That's going to be a whole thing. I'm not going to do it on air. But um, I bought two, and I, I watched a lot of his. Even though I knew it was going to be more intermediate yeah. than anything, I just kind of wanted to be like... Because I'm really good at, at... If you just like dip me into that world, I might bridge over some you know, foundational things, but I'll pick up at least what you're telling me and then I'll just connect the dots retroactively. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting how he kind of, he's, he's, I don't know if, uh, the Dostoevsky method is like, (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know if that's the one that's more like get a crime and punishment, <laughs> punishment, punishment and crime. crime. I, I don't know if that's the one that's more like feel your character more than know your lines. Um, so more like method acting. It's a little bit method acting, but it's also like you you understand the character through the written lines. But if you feel differently in the moment, go with what you feel in the moment. Yeah, like kind of one of those things. And there's a there's a uh, really interesting thing that he does from from a chair, where he'll pick uh, in a certain play that he was uh, doing the like the the study on. A really, it was about a I think a mother. Well, a soon-to-be mother, anyway, mm-hmm. who was having a conversation with her actual mother, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be like taking place in the kitchen. It was supposed to be very lively and a lot of like hands and gesticulation and moving and 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 yelling and crying and stuff like that. But the person who was playing the like the the quote-unquote daughter, um, the pregnant daughter, she was supposed to do the entire thing seated in a chair mm. instead. And it was really interesting. It's like really interesting to watch. Uh, multiple people try it. Yeah. So it was, she had to be, you know, verbally and um, through her, you know, whatever. She was supposed to be very big and moving around and being very active, but she literally had to be sitting in a chair the whole time. Yeah. And that's when you have to make yourself big. Yes. So you have to have the presence. Oh, David Sedaris teaches storytelling and humor. Oh, that'd be a good one. That would be a great. Alicia Keys teaches producing and songwriting. Uh, Shonda Rhimes teaches writing and television. Now, mind you, this is just the entertainment category. There are yeah. like all a whole bunch. Malcolm Gladwell teaches writing. Jeff Koons teaches art and creativity. Um, Steve Martin's got one on there. Ron Howard teaches directing. Neil Gaiman, 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 Gaiman teaches art and storytelling. Spike Lee teaches independent filmmaking. Nancy Cartwright teaches voice acting. That's a goat. Um, David Lynch teaches creativity in film. Arl Stein teaches oh God, writing. I can only really imagine what that class right. is like. Maggie Atwood teaches creative writing. Natalie Portman teaches acting. Martin Scorsese teaches filmmaking. Helen Mirren, Aaron Sorkin. I bought the Aaron Sorkin one. Uh, that's a great one. I did learn shit, but that's a good one. You did buy a couple problematic ones there, didn't you? Yeah. How much, how much is the David Lynch one? Uh, well, so at, at, at this point in time, um, they're all it's all 15 bucks just for access. Right. Um, but like I said at the time, I'm pretty sure they were they were very pricey. But you got like the whole thing and you own it. Like you, they can never take it away from you. It's not like Adobe where you like you buy it, but they can rescind it at any point in time and not refund you. You didn't use it properly. Pretty much. But I think the thing that kills me is that like, and I don't know if it's like fear. The David Mamet one, I bet, is electric. Oh, I can only imagine. Um, but he... I had to do some Mammoth in my acting class. I'm a big Mammoth guy. Um, Werner Herzog teaches filmmaking. <laughs> Judy, Judy Bloom's got a weird face, man. I bet she's not nice. But this is the thing, man. Judy so like, Bloom's a real person? Yeah. Wow. Um, I the, just thought it was like a pen name. Yeah, right? Like Shakespeare. For someone that had died a long time ago. The, the <laughs> issue that I have with some of these is that, like, I'm not going to do any of the writing ones. Because I have my method, I have my voice, and I've already spent roughly $60,000 to learn how to write uh, at an at a advanced level. Yeah. Uh, even even if I am interested in how like David Sedaris is going to teach me about storytelling, I feel like I, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. Yeah. But is it comfort or is it fear? Well, I was thinking about this today, actually. Because like, 
you know, you, you mentioned you've learned to be a better writer. It's not, I don't think it's, they taught you how to be a better writer. I think you're going to be the same writer you are as you start. But what college does, college writing programs do, is just rip you off of your pedestal. Yeah. And make you second guess, triple guess everything, everything. that you yeah. do until when you once looked at something like this is the best thing ever written. Oh my God. Now everything you look at, you'll be like, how did, am, am I stupid yeah. that I put this out there yeah, and thought no. this was good? I found um, in my drive, so the drive that we, you know, the very same drive that we pass episodes to. Yes. Um, what a multi-use. This drive has gotten some work oh, over the years. Really? I, imagine, do you remember like five years ago when we were like, no, we don't have to pay the money and get 100 gigs. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. And then I kept getting emails. We were like, you're running out of space, yeah. buddy. Oh, dude. This, uh, right? The halcyon days of our youth. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> and, um, but I was looking through my old, um, my old folders and I found the first chat book, so the first small book of poetry that I ever I ever turned in for assignment. And I was like, oh, I will never pick up a pen again. It'll never happen. Mm-hmm. I will never commit word word to any document or paper ever again because this is I'm not worthy to yeah. to, to put a sentence together. Um, but of course, I do. The only thing that kind of turned it around, and this is like a little bit of. Uh, this is, this is a little bit of, it's kind of masturbatory here, but I do remember running nice. into, yeah, right. It was, I was well graduated. I, and I try to go up to IUP mm-hmm. frequently, pandemics notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. I try to go up like. Do you still have people up there? Um, I've got professors that I'm very close with. Oh, okay. And, um, up until 20. You're just partying with these kids oh, now. Buddy. Up until 2017, I had people up there. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I made I made friends in the uh, com media program when I was a senior and they were freshmen. So, when I, was oh, so right, right, right. I would visit them and like I would feel I was like let's not go to parties because I'm like 22 now and that feels or 25 now and that feels weird. But yeah, um, we'll go to bar whatever. It's not important anyway. I would go up and see the, the professors or whatever, and I would go see my mentor if he was available and mm. I would hand him like two or three things that I had written since I graduated. And I remember the one he he looks at me and he goes, "What the fuck." Why why are you writing like this now? Why weren't you writing like this when it fucking mattered? I, I like, think that's what it is. I was like, thanks, Tony. I appreciate your candor. I mean, like, I think about that a lot, is that the the assignments they really made us do in college sucked. Yeah. Like, I had, for my classes, I don't know about you, but for my classes, we had to write a lot of short stories. Okay. And they had to be, like, genuine fiction. Yeah. Which, like, is fine. Like, I made it work. But what I thrive on is basically, like, first-person essays. Mm-hmm. Like, things like actual my thoughts. Think pieces. Yeah. and Or things like that. Just, like, hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, you're a, big, you're a big hot take guy? Big hot take Do you want to start a podcast? Oh, that would be great. The just, world needs more white guy podcasts. I, should we start a second podcast? We had fun. Yeah. Just talking about it's just a lot of reminiscing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can't do that on this one. Yeah. It'll be one of these meta podcasts. <laughs> well, it's it's actually the show after the show where we're just breaking down everything we talked yeah. about on this show. There's a pre-show called "We'll Have Fun." Yeah, 
and then the po- and then the post is we had fun. God, what the we, after hours? What pod. would we even talk about the after hours pod? Like when you said when you made that joke. The oh listeners, the listeners don't know this, but you were kind of slack jawed at the time, <laughs> and the delivery just oh made it so much. Mm, chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like there weren't a lot of opportunities to really like be free yeah and like experiment a lot with the writing yeah i get that um and it's like it's kind of a lot of knowing like all right this this is what i know and it's not that i don't want to write short stories because i had a lot of fun with it yeah, yeah it's just i wish i'd had opportunities to explore more yeah. types of writing even just probably what like scratch that itch yeah just get it over with once once in a while um because like everyone writes the same kind of stories at yeah. that level um, I was in part. class with a lot of people that thought they were going to be the next J.K. Rowling. Ugh. And you know what? A lot of turfs in this class. None of them are. Yeah. <laughs> there was, oh, my, my good buddy John. I'm going to call him John because that's his real name. Okay. Um, he and I consider ourselves the bad boys of the writing oh, yeah, classes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and, like, we would get together and read these other people's stories. And this is, this is so douchey, and sound, like, the way it sounds. But, like, we would read these things. And mind you, we were not the best writers at the time. Oh, sure. But, like, we also weren't trying to squeeze a high fantasy story into an eight-page thing. Right. And, like, we would read these things and be like, what are they doing? Like, yeah, you don't even know who that your character is yet. Yeah. <laughs> and the story's over. Yeah, I, I definitely... I don't know if there was anybody that I... I don't think there was really that many people in my program that I was like friends with. Mm. There was, but not all right. So there is a breeding ground of enemies. It is because it's just hey, let's all sit in a circle and tear each other's yeah, stories. That's apart. pretty much what it is. There, there was, um, there were a lot of people that I respected, like yeah. like deeply respected. Not so much. So I was more in a. I only had to. I only took a couple of classes. And this is just pure serendipity. Like, mm-hmm. I took the classes that were required of me, and I took a bunch of electives, but I never really had to write any short stories. Mm. I basically got away with writing a lot of poetry and writing a lot of essays. Interesting. But the in, like, my poetry courses, like, there were, there were like, four or five people out of a class of, like, 12 that I, like, deeply respected. And, and I think three of those five are multi-published uh, poets i guess at this point oh that's good i don't know if they see any funds from that but uh they are published in like respected journals everyone who i've kept in touch with from my writing classes (laughs) they're all working like three jobs hell yeah that's how you do it's just like that gig economy breath and i'm like yeah i got i got my one job so i'm riding higher than you guys right now exactly um, but there but there you're right there are a lot of people where i was like what are we doing here what i what did you try? Like, because you are a junior in college in a poetry course. I need you to try. There was at one point some guy wrote a, basically a country song. Oh, boy. And we all had to entertain the idea that it was. Please tell me it said for the troops at some go, point. <laughs> no, it had something to do with, like, getting hammered on whiskey at a party. And we were all just like, all right. <sighs> It is a Tuesday. So this is some wonderful poetry. It is 11.15 on a Tuesday. We are here for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> Let go. 
Just pick up your symbolic yeah. fork and dig it. Pretty much. And it's like, because the girl before you just reminisced for three pages mm. in perfect meter about how her dad left. And then before he came back, he died. Oh. And you wrote a 16-line poem about getting a hangover on whiskey. Now, hey, buddy, to each their own. That's It's all valid. That's really what it came down to was, like, people would just air their shit, and then, then you would get those other stories. And it's just like, what can I write yeah. that people will be like, all right, this doesn't make me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and this doesn't make me roll my eyes. Yeah. It is middle of the road, oh, it's, the safest is, thing you could possibly read. It is read. a tightrope, man. It is a real tightrope. I'm more of an oversharer. In yeah. my writing, which is is indicative of what I've shared mm-hmm. on you know various Instagrams and Twitters or whatever. Like I don't I don't make any bones about it. But yeah, you posted some butt pics. Yeah, I do, and uh, I I enjoy that. I think is what I wanted to say. That I got distracted by the mental image of my own butt. Hey, gross. I've been working on it. <laughs> I've been working. I've been working. Um, but no, like, I think that's good. Um, thanks Doug. Because, well, no, cause that's just you putting more of yourself into it. Oh yeah, stuff. no, for sure. And that's the thing. All right. So like, this is my thing, man. Like if I'm going to try, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to try, yeah. you know, like I'm not, I'm not. And it, even then I was not like, I was past the age where it was like, it's not cool to try. Like I'm going to go fucking balls out on this yeah. and I'm going to have to show up all you motherfuckers and that's just how it's going to go I'm not going to write a fucking poem about a party yeah. what am I 17 there there was a uh, when I first transferred to Pitt's main campus oh so I was this fucking game I was in my sophomore year at this yeah. point halfway through my sophomore year you were at Johnstown right yeah so I'd, I'd already taken all the writing classes Johnstown had to, had to offer mm-hmm so, like, I've been in the trenches already for a year and a half. Yeah. And then whenever I transferred to the main campus, I basically had to start from ground zero with, like, their writing classes. Right. So my first writing class was with all, like, green freshmen. Yeah. And there was this guy in there. His name was Bobby something. And I don't mind using his real name. Yeah. Because... There's a lot of Bobbies out there. This guy deserves to be dragged. <laughs> As much as we can. He was simultaneously like, uh, it's cool not to try, mm-hmm. but also I'm going to try to be like subversive. Ugh. And so he wrote a story one time. He's in a coyly attack society. That was basically the formatting was so bad. Like there was, you turned a page and suddenly it's in landscape the writing and this is by design punch him because he's trying to throw off your expectations and then another page it's upside down and the writing is stepped diagonally so it's like two words in a line two words in the next line down slightly further to the right and he was like I'm just trying to take everyone on a trip and the professor who wasn't my favorite guy. He wasn't my my mentor to be. But he was definitely like, how did I get stuck with this class? (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, we we were... As we did, we were critiquing this guy's story, and this man 
God bless him, was left speechless on every page. He was like, what do I say to be like, you're not ready for this kind of writing. Yeah. And also, no one wants to read this. Yeah. And I was just like, I had already seen this shit before. Yeah. And I was like, is this oh, what it's... To, I had to come back to you this? You do it again. Oh. And my good buddy John was in that class, but we weren't friends yet. Uh-huh. And then, like, years later, like, I asked him, I was like, do you remember that? He was like, that was the dumbest shit I'd ever seen. Yeah. And I was like... But I was nervous because no one was saying anything. I was like, should we be writing like this? I was like, no. We should not... No one should be writing like this. Yeah. I don't care if you're Roxanne Gay and you have a very storied writing career. You should not be writing like this. No, no that... There were a couple of people... There was... So there was one girl... In my course, after like once you get in, I think the last, I think poetry two was like technically like a mid three hundred level course. Yeah, and by that time the the herd had been thinned to roughly eight people, but there was still one girl in that class who um, and God bless those people. God bless them because the things that those you, people have you, seen. Yeah, you need those people. Yeah, uh, so that you know at least okay. Well, I'm. No matter how bad I am, that's a foundational floor that I will never get past. But yeah. there was one, and she wasn't bad, and she was actually like pretty skilled. But she would, and this is maybe a personal peeve, but it it was a personal peeve for the other seven people in the room, including the professor. And she would rhyme. <laughs> she would write like, um, she would just she would just rhyme, yeah. and it was like, all right, I get it, like. But maybe you, have you not, have you been, because we don't rhyme anymore. Yeah. I need you to, I need, because you've been, you've been reading a poem, you've been reading at least six poems every other day for the past four months. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I need you to know, I need you to cognize. I think. We don't rhyme anymore. If, if you're going to get to the point where you, you do continue to rhyme in your poetry, it be- there better be music to it. Oh, yeah. It's called a song. Yeah. You're going to need to write a song. Or even, like, make it into a performance. Yeah. Yeah, you could write rhythm and things like that. You know? Get a bass line. What yeah. are you doing here? Bring in, bring in a little bongo drum. Yeah. A little, just little djembe guy. Yeah, you're just like, boop. But, um... There, yeah. there was a, uh... There was a girl in my... We got to the intermediate level. Mm. And she <laughs> tried to... <laughs> Sneak by a story that was a sci-fi interpretation of Les Miserables. <laughs> and think that no one was going to notice. Jesus. That she just copied the story and threw in a robot instead. Genius. Yeah. Nobody suspect. Tr- truly next level. She's playing 3D chess. We're still on checkers. Hell yeah. That's fucking marvelous. Oh my god. Um, but I think to an earlier point, well, not really an earlier, what made you, when you were talking about writing your short stories or whatever, Yeah. and we can get off this point because I'm sure this is rip roaring television for everybody that's listening so yeah. far, but there was a professor, so one of my favorite professors, mm-hmm. um, I took him for, it was a, it was a course on rhetoric mm-hmm. and I was explaining this to you before we were recording a few weeks ago and we probably went over it before because all we do is reminisce on better days, but he it was, that's on our we had fun podcast. Yeah, exactly um, but the it, show after the show but what was fun was um 
the the rhetoric course at IUP, as far as I'm aware, and I'm 99% sure this is still true, um, a, a different professor would teach rhetoric every semester, mm-hmm. and that course... Has a different rhetoric every semester. Ex- exactly. No, like, literally, every they would pick a, cer- a different form of rhetoric, depending on what their expertise was. I was just lucky enough to get the guy who picked uh, uh, humor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, of course, read, you know, Aristotle, and we did, like, the whole thing, like, from a technical perspective. Yeah. And then after, like, the first three weeks when we got done with that, he was like, all right, we're going to focus on, like, comedy as a form of rhetoric, and we're just going to, like, listen to George Carlin. We're going to listen to, you know, all the... His guys. His, who were your guys, exactly. And uh, it was a fabulous class. Now, and I don't want to give too much, of, too much away, because there's already, like, now there's already, like, 15 people that know... If they're listening, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're with me here. But this guy's wife was also a professor. Mm-hmm. And she is maybe one of the worst professors I've ever had in my life. Oh, boy. I hope I hope this guy is not one of our yeah, listeners. Yeah, I hope he's not either. But um, I love to – and she's actually, like, not a – she's not a bad person. Okay? Well, that's good. It's just that I think she's a fucking idiot. Oh, well, I really hope he's not listening. Yeah, and she's moreover. A, I hope she's not listening. Yeah, I, she can listen as long as she doesn't tell him. Because I love this guy. I still talk to him occasionally. <laughs> you said that as if like she knows that you think yeah. she's an idiot. She might actually, because we we got into some very heated back and forth. Because I never said it explicitly that I think you're fucking stupid mm-hmm. and that you don't know what you're talking about. But there was a few times where I I basically implicitly hinted at it. Oh wow, uh, which is a little redundant. And you're not always the most subtle person. <laughs> If I'm, like, doing it for real, like, if I'm actually, like, going back and forth with you and I'm trying to maintain a certain level of respect, I will walk a line of candor. But if I don't respect you at all, I will tell you you're dumb to your face. (laughs) And because she would make us do these, like, really infantile things. Um, Like, she, we had to read our first book of the semester. I'm not making this up. Our first book of the semester was... Um, the fucking they made a Nickelodeon show out of it. I can. Ooh, Tangent Ninja Turtles. No, no, no. It's like a stick figure thing. Uh, Peppa Pig. Yo, Gabba Gabba. Uh, Chalk Zone. Uh, Invader Zim. Alan, can you please? Yes, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was that. See, Alan knows. It was. I feel like you were gonna say, Alan, can you please shut him up? Mute but Alan mic. came in with the... Alan muted his he, mic. He knew what he... Yeah. It, we had to read Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and I was like, oh, what? Because your husband was making us read David Sedaris. Yeah. So we know... We're reading... Okay. So we had to do that, and then at, to conclude that section of the semester, we had to write our own graphic novel, and we had to do it using a program that basically made web comics. But she didn't know how to use it. Oh. She just knew about it because their 10-year-old son was currently doing that for his school project. See, that doesn't make sense to me because, like, a graphic novel is a partnership between an artist and a writer who come together to make something together. Like, they're going to build this world together. Yeah. And uh, it, it went rough. It went real rough. I don't. So, like, did you basically just have to use like pre-made templates and make a story from that? Um, well, so we wrote the story. I wrote the story first, and I don't even remember. I genuinely like. I remember bits and pieces of basically every class I've ever taken, mm-hmm. uh, the ones that mattered. Mm-hmm. And I, I, 
only remember the things that made me mad, and I don't really remember any of the things that I turned in for this class. Because I, she would routinely give me like B's and C's, and like have these like nitpicky, like basically like she would mark off points for using pronouns when I should have been using like she was that kind of. And I was uh, like, oh well, that's my that's my choice to use a pronoun here. Yeah. And like I think it's pretty clear there's only two characters, and one's a guy and one's a girl. So if I'm using he. You know who I'm talking. It's not like confusing. Like I yeah. would understand if it was confused. And oh, I'm sure she doesn't enjoy Cormac McCarthy books. Oh then. yeah. Well, who does really? <laughs> and uh, I mean, people, lovely people that like to be left yeah, a you, shell of a human being. Yeah, if you enjoy thing. crying, um, go read The Road. And hell yeah, hell yeah. And I just remember being so fucking mad and like. Being like it was like one of the things. There was actually a married couple that taught at our high school where I was like, "How the fuck did you two get married? You are so polar opposite. Like one of you super goddamn cool, the other one a demon from hell. Like how did you link up at all? And you know yeah. exactly who I'm talking about. And I Alan do. knows exactly who I'm talking about. A couple of math and science teachers. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I do know what you're talking yeah. about. I just, yeah. I was thinking of, there was another married couple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I don't understand how this happened. I don't, and like, they're very happily married and good for them. But I was like, your husband's so fucking cool and I hate your goddamn guts. Hey, they made it work. They made it work. But it was just, what was frustrating was there was a class after it. And I remember this. And I swear to God we can get off this topic or we can edit most of You said of that shit. 10 minutes ago. I know. But there was a class after, now that we're talking about it, that was actually, like, genuinely very tough. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was drama. Mm. And it was, uh, you know how there were some classes, and maybe, actually, Pitt maybe did not do this, but, because uh, you're big school. But at IUP, there were classes that shared, there were major courses that were shared between majors. Uh, I mean, we had classes that, like, you could take that would apply to different fields. Okay. So this but actually, now that I say that, I'm not sure if that's true. I don't think, I don't know that they always counted as, like the credits went toward both. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah, no. Didn't okay. Work, didn't work like that. Okay. So at <laughs> IEP, I took drama and it was taught by um, the the chair, like a, like a chair member. Yeah. Uh, chairman, if you would. Not an actual physical chair. No, it was, it was by the uh, the drama chair at IUP so already incredibly intimidating and this guy was like really cool but he wrote and this is not a but I would say rather and he wrote like six or seven books at this point on um, avant-garde stage plays interesting big avant-garde guy and uh, it was literally like there were maybe 25 people in this class and it was literally divided in half. Hey. Everybody on the right was a drama kid, and everybody on the left was an English kid. And there was there were no there was no mixing, and uh, it was I just thought that was very funny. But yeah, every, that's a real uh, sharks jet situation. Yeah, and hey, that's a good pull. And uh, it was just one of those classes that was like. He'd be like, "All right, so for homework, I just want like a quick like six or seven page like what did you learn." in this chapter or in this act about, you know, what you wanted to yeah. get, get the point. And I was like a quick eight pages. And yes. he was like, a, he was like double space, but back and forth. And I was like, fuck. So you want, you want 16 pages roughly. 
Nice. And it was like, top, like you had to like really think. And like again, he was the kind of guy that you respect. Mm-hmm. So you also like it wasn't so much you that, you, you don't want to let him down. Exactly, you yeah. wanted to like try. All right, so I'd extend so much time and effort into these sixteen-page homework assignments, and then I had this other professor that was like, "I'm gonna need a five-page web book from you," and I was like, "Well, I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> You're already gonna give me a C no matter what I turn in anyway." So. <laughs> I need you to break down the relationships of the Berenstain Bears. Yeah, that's pretty much, dude. That's pretty much how it went. Now, I know brother and sister are a brother and sister, but what is their real relationship? Yeah, what's, what's the Berenstain Bears about? But then also, you know, what's it about? Why do, why do their neighbors call them Mama and Papa yeah. Bear rather than Gary and Deborah? They're given Christian names. <laughs> and further, for extra credit, what, at one point, weren't they the Berenstein Bears? <laughs> what does the Q in Papa Q Bear stand for? Uh, so, yeah, I was extending like as little effort as possible. Once I realized, I was like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting two, two points for this class. Yeah. So I'm not... I'm two points. Two points. I'm not even... I don't fucking care anymore. Whatever. Yeah. That was just... <laughs> It just irritated me. Oh, man. But, uh, hey, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. And I'm moving out. I have a couple of things that I'd want to talk about. Um, Doesn't sound like your type of shtick. I have one that's actually kind of still on this topic, but not, <laughs> but well, not really. I mean, we've come this far. Not really. Um, it's a picture. Okay. And it's a it's a picture of, of, of this guy, just so that you know who we're talking about here. So Ah the drip. Yeah, so it's a bigger gentleman wearing a, a sh- drip, 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 drip. Okay. Can you see it or is it too washed out? I got, I got it. Okay. So it's a it's a bigger gentleman with a curly mullet and he's got a purple ascot on that is not tied correctly. And he's got a chambray shirt and a long sleeve shirt underneath it. And it's kind of folded in some weird areas. I think he's got a button fucked up. And It almost looks like a smock. It does kind of look like a smock. And the caption for this picture reads, One man has gone $300,000 in debt running the Shakespeare Society of America, and he doesn't even like the bard. <laughs> I mean, who does? I honestly, you know what? Though there was a point in time when I actually, when I, fr- when I re- kind of realized that all of Shakespeare's plays are just teen dramas. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, it got a lot more enjoyable. Like I like the histories. Okay, you're a big histories guy. Yeah. Um. I kind of like them. I kind of. There's there's a lot of them that I, it's the same thing as like any book I guess you read for assignment where you're like yeah I read it and like if you started like if you pulled like if you had any deep pulls I probably wouldn't get the joke yeah but like if you gave like a very uh, you know superficial like reference like I'd be like oh okay yeah the, the brats okay 1984 I get it yeah. Um, but like I think we had to read The Tempest and I like totally blocked that shit out but um, when I had a I was in a Shakespeare class at UPJ, mm-hmm. and um, my brother had already he had like the collected works of it from like Barnes and Noble. Okay, which was like it's like a twenty dollar thing. Mm-hmm. So I borrowed that, but everyone else was using like 
the college textbook version right. of the complete works of William Shakespeare, yeah, like which is like which is like ninety bucks. Yeah, and like that class was so difficult just because we could not coordinate page numbers. Yeah, I'm sure. And like I enjoyed him. I st- I mean I still enjoy like watching. Yeah. The stuff. Like, yeah. Reading it is a different story. I actually enjoy reading it. I mean, I like it for, like, the language. Yeah, I like translating it in my head in real time. And, like, figuring out, like, if you get close to it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I'm... That's, like, that's my shit. Like, that's when I... It was moments actually like that with, like, Shakespeare and reading, like, old... Old, like, English literature. Yeah. Like, literally old... With, like, an E. Like, old English literature. Yeah. Um, English anci- with an E. Yeah, ancient, ancient English. Um, reading that stuff... Anglican, if you will. Yeah, sure. Um, that's, st- like, Chaucer and whatever... They re- like translating it in my head was like actually very very fun yeah. for me, and that was kind of the moment I was like, oh man, I'm one of these fucking people. But like that, like that, oh, mental- I, have, I have more fun with the language. Yeah, that, my my mental exercises like that's I was like, oh, this is like I hate that this is fun for me, but well. I don't know. I just thought it was funny that this guy's not that he's you know almost half a million dollars in debt for Shakespeare. But I was just kind of... He's in it for the love of the game, not for the love of the game. Yeah, I guess so. And that's what I was kind of like... The reason I did this was to kind of turn it around on you. And it was like, what do you think this would read if it was for you? Like, if the the Mad Lib was like an... It was like an underscore under the Shakespeare Society of America. Like, what would that say instead? Like, Doug McGlynn has gone $300,000 in debt running the blank. And he doesn't even like the blank. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, or do you think it would be easier if you did it for me and I did it for you? It was like a couple's game. I don't know. There's a lot you don't like. There's a lot that I tolerate. I feel like yours would be... Yours would have to be about the OC. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no other option right now. <laughs> Because you're like, yeah, it, the writing shit, but, like, what can you do? It's charming. Yeah. yeah, season three has really let me down. Yeah, I got that discussion on the way over here. <laughs> Nothing to contribute. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh man, I don't know. I feel like mine would probably be something about, like, the, uh, well, all right, I know what, I'm pretty sure I know what mine would be. I want you to tell me what you think mine would be. I think yours would be something to the effect of, Like one man has gone three hundred thousand dollars in debt, running the. Nice. I don't know. Maybe. Nice. Maybe like. Uh, I'm trying to pick something that you actually do like, but a particular thing about that thing that you you actually don't like. There's a lot I like. So it would be like the, uh, you know, Doug McGlynn has gone three three hundred grand in debt running the like the fucking Chris Everett Foundation of America, it, and he doesn't even like her tennis, or something, or maybe uh, you're big you're you're big uh, renowned hater of uh, Djokovic. I yeah, yeah. So maybe you he's run, not my favorite. Maybe you run a foundation for Novak. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Just, you know, something to think about. I was going to say, you know, something about 
because you know I wrote that uh, like hour long magnum opus on what's wrong with horror movies. Oh yeah, and I don't even watch horror movies. That is true. That is true. You should you should publish that to the site. Yeah, I should. I don't know if I can. You though. should publish literally anything to the site. Well, so that that is welcome to be one to That um. That's published on, like, Medium's movie thing. Oh, is it? So, and, like, what the guy said was, like, what this means is, like, it gets more clicks, but, like, you really can't, like... Double publish. What he said was, you can't sell it. Oh. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, the worst that happens is they would take it down. Sure, yeah. But it would still be up somewhere else. Sure. Um, The other thing... It's also also been up for, like, five years now. I was going to say, it's been been quite some time. I don't think it's on the front page anymore. It still does numbers. Does it? Yeah, let me, let me take a pixie real quick. Uh, the other thing that I have uh, in the can is uh, a stupid shit that I saw on Twitter. Oh, how how narrow is that field? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like that was a deep dive. Um, it's a it's a it's a take so hot that the only way that it would find itself on this podcast is the fact that I'm repeating it for ridicule value. <laughs> and this person said so the the. The the QT, uh, the cutie, the QT, the quote tweet, the quoted tweet rather was your film take that no one agrees with, mm-hmm. and I'm like oh well this will be good All right, so then the comment on it was resources used to make feature films would be better spent on women's health clinics in underserved areas. And there's quite a lot to unpack. I mean like. Yeah, but you could say that about literally anything. That's okay. And I feel like this is very much a gotcha thing. Yeah. Because it's specifically like women's health clinics. But then my my like retort, I guess, is very similar to yours where it's like, yeah, well, fucking where does it end? Like why yeah. do anything artistic if you think if you're going to cuz it 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 hits on like two peeves of mine, which well, mainly the one peeve of like man you don't have to agree with an artistic endeavor, but you gotta recognize that, like, it's the, pretty much what you're living for. Where does it end? And that's like, the part two. When can you just enjoy something? That's that's very much when, the part two. When are you allowed to enjoy things? No, you can never enjoy things. That's And that's one of the things that's, like... I'm really pulling back on on Twitter because like your life can't be yeah a cause right your whole life can't be a cause the people that have been that are the Martin Luther Kings the Malcolm X the people that have been cut down yeah John Lewis's um yeah and and that's the thing and it's like well there's a reason that they're recognized as basically martyrs like Amy fam. I care deeply, but I cannot care about every single thing. Yeah. And I will. If you tell me about it, I will care about it. Yeah. But you can only only physically do so much. And I don't have any fucking money. So I cannot donate to your cause. I am sorry. It's like, yeah, man, like that sucks, but I don't know what you want me to do about it. Completely powerless. Now we're just both mad. If you think I'm going to give money to that rather than seeing the new Fast and Furious movie, oh. you're off your damn rocker. Yeah. So you see, we are we are barely friends. We may be weak acquaintances at best, but yeah. I'm about to go spend roughly two hours and 15 minutes yeah. with my family. 
whom I've known for 20 years. Yeah, and there's nothing stronger than family. Truly. Now, you can talk to my Uncle Dom if you disagree. Oh, there were people, like, hating that meme immediately. Yeah, me. I enjoyed every single one of them. It It was funny for the first day. And I thought, oh, this is a fun little niche meme. And then it was on every fucking platform well, yeah. for like a week. But you just described meme culture. Yeah, but this one general. really picked up like quickly, like very it's quickly. It's because, you know, it's a good one when it does that. It's usually a bad one. It's when like it does the that. jealous girlfriend thing, which still goes strong. Yeah, but that is still funny. Yeah, so is family. It's, I mean, it's, it's not. It is, though. It's not. Doug. You just Alan tiebreaker. Come yeah. on. Alan's I, a real one. I I knew he was going to do that because he he got me earlier and I knew that he had to mediate. He mm-hmm. has to be he has to be political. Everything's political with you, Alan. Jesus. Alan's life is dedicated to the cause. I'm muting Alan's mic. I'm going to mute God. You mute nobody. <laughs> God. God mutes you. I wish God did have a name like Alan. That would be proud. That's very uh, not Chuck Palahniuk. Who's the other guy? He's, I think his name's David. He wrote the Sedaris. No, well, yeah, he probably would write something like that. But I'm thinking of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I think his name's Doug too. That's very Douglas Adams. Doug too. The sequel. Yeah, yeah. Um, good place. Because like you know you're gonna laugh at something, you just don't know when. No, and that's and that's why. I mean, I guess yeah. Okay, you're right. I just described a watching experience, but yeah. the thing is that it like it. Just, you expect to laugh at it, some point. It was just... like basically the trailer would have a sketch. Not like it's not a sketch show, but it would have like a bit. Yeah. And that was funny, and then you come to realize that the bit in the trailer that was funny is the only actual funny part of that show. Well, that happens. All the time with movies. Yeah. Sure. Where it's like, oh, they showed all the funny stuff in the trailer. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, which I think we have to roll it back a little bit. And not that it's funny at all. I've actually found it really disturbing. But the Mortal Kombat trailers yeah. were so good for that. Yeah. There's just like so much cool shit that happened that they didn't even like bring up. Yeah. And I think that's, it's like finding the balance. Because like mm-hmm. how many complaints are there all the time? Like, Man, the trailer just showed you everything. Like, you mm. know how the story, like, goes now. And, like, that happens with a lot of, like, the blockbusters. Yeah. Um, not so much with the uh, Oscar bait. Um, because no one knows what's going on in those movies mm-hmm. half the time anyways. But, like, uh, I'm trying to think. I think Batman v Superman was, like, famous or infamous because it basically showed you the entire movie in the trailer. Yeah. That like, it showed you, like, why they're going to fight. It showed the actual fight. And then it showed them teaming up after the fight. Yeah. Uh, that movie, man, like, it is, uh, it makes me anxious even, like, bringing it up. Like, my heart rate goes up palpably whenever you bring up Bat v. Suit. Or anybody does. Because it makes you think of a giant spider oh, scuttling across yeah. the floor. Yeah, well, that too. Where the chairman heads at, yeah. um, we got attacked by a kaiju. The, the son of tarantula. <laughs> yeah, while we were uh, we were reviewing that for an old movie podcast that we used to do, which has lost 
to time. Yeah. And, uh... There's a, there's a spider the size of my ego. It's right there. Where? I'm okay, Google. No, okay, Google, save us. Okay, Google, turn on the flashlight. Move, you bitch. Is that a, is it on a solid surface? No. Underneath the thing? Be swift to my you're, you're gonna have to ground and pound, dude. Get it, 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 do 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 it, because I didn't I waited so long to buy memory on the yeah. drive but it was uh maybe if I can find it we might be able to like put a little bit of it up as like a midweek or well we we publish midweek but maybe like maybe like a weekend treat or something yeah I'll, I'll just put that part up with a little bit of context um but this was the maybe one of the biggest spiders I've ever seen outside of a zoo environment with mine Mine own two eyes. And you know, I stay away from those parts of the zoo because I don't need that in my life. Icky. It's icky. Oh. And it fucking full bore came at us. Yeah. And it is very, very funny. I just... See, what sticks out to my mind is that you were wearing your typical Gestapo boots. Oh, And you could have ended were, this thing's life They like were red that. wings. They were brown if they were... Actually, Alan, if I can find you... The clip. Would you mind uh, splicing that bitch in there? Right. I can, I can try my best. Right now. Yeah. Oh, suddenly you're not so godlike, are yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy. And, or I could do it, you know. It don't matter to Jesus. But um, anyway, no, like, because it's like well, we watched it, but we, we fell asleep, and then. We, oh, yeah. Like there's just parts of the movie that I feel like I don't know if that was in Batman or Superman or Batman versus Superman, and then there's like the Martha controversy, and then oh. they redid it, and then I don't know what's in the new one because I'm not watching a three by four movie for five and a half hours. Well, that's Justice League. Whatever. We didn't watch that. For Who the pod. gives a shit? I think that pod was dead by it's, the time Justice. League yeah, came it's out. all bad. And <laughs> um, all speaking bad. of long fucking movies. <gasps> So I we go back and forth frequently on why I won't watch The Irishman. And uh, this weekend, I sat down and I turned on The Irishman. Yeah. And I watched it for 15 hours. Yeah. And I only made it an hour and 28 minutes. Yeah. And I did not turn it back on. Ah. Uh, but I, I heard you paint houses. I yeah, I do. I do. I do. I, that was actually really funny. So we in our in our GC in the we have fun the GC. Uh, we have fun the group text. Yeah, I um, group chat. I, sorry. I, yeah, I told them I was like, hey boys, I think this is I think this is the night that I finally sit down and watch The Irishman. And Doug was like, I, I hear you paint houses, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm sure I can't wait to get that joke. And then not 15 seconds into the movie. Bobby De Niro's like, yeah, I used to paint houses. And I was like, wow, that really delivered <laughs> very quickly. Return on investment. Um, no, I, and that's the thing is that I think so far, I'm like roughly 10% into the movie at an hour and 28 minutes. 
but I, I, it's very enjoyable. It's just too much of a good thing. It's, it's like, uh, you know, when you go to a museum, you can just do it as like, oh, it's like something fun to do like real quick. Just maybe be there for an hour. Right, yeah. Or you can make a day of it. Yeah. This is, this and, is like a... And you make a day of the Irishman. Yeah, you do. You do. Because I, I remember I turned it on at 8, and then like I had to start and stop a couple times real early. And then after like, it was like 9.45, and I was like, I need to stand up. And I was like getting like kind of nauseous for another reason, so I was like, I'm gonna like go outside for a while. All those Italians, made yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go outside thinking for a while. they were Irish. And really, by the time I came back inside, I was like, I just don't have the energy. I don't have the willpower. I'm out of stamina for this movie. So I might, oh, I might actually give it another try tonight. It's it's a prestige drama. I think you need to feel like classy. Yeah, no. When you, I, when you sit down to watch it, and that's the thing, man. Because like with Goodfellas, like I can watch Goodfellas every day, but with this one, it's like a, a more serious version of Goodfellas, which yeah. is already a pretty serious movie. It's but like if, if Goodfellas was The Godfather. But I feel like Goodfellas is much more approachable than The Godfather. Oh, for sure. I've actually never seen any of the Godfather movies. I've seen uh, a few years ago. HBO did this thing where they uh, cut up. Oh my God. Part one and part two. Oh, yeah. And put it in chronological order. I do remember so hearing the, about that, yeah. The Bobby De Niro parts of part two are at the very beginning. Yeah. Before part one. It was like chronological. Yeah, and it was like... I've seen more of that than I've seen of The Godfather. Mm-hmm. But I think I've seen all of part one and part two, just not all in one sitting. Um, I wonder if they still have it streamed like that, because I, th- I think that would be like... My preferred way to watch it. I'm sure somebody's probably cut it and put it on the internet like that. Yeah. But, yeah, I might, I'll definitely have to finish it, like I said. I, and there's nothing that I've been like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I want to watch it, but it's just so exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's a real, sl- like, a mental really, slog. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciate the But, you know, maybe next, maybe next week we'll be able to talk about it a little bit yeah. and we won't talk about anything that actually interests us and we won't reminisce at all because we did kind of this is a good uh, this is a good tune down episode Wait, after the we, raucous laughter that filled the last one can, can we commit to like just the next episode is nothing but the Irishman discussion because <laughs> I, I will find the time within this week to rewatch it we might as well just fucking watch it together at this point I noticed that whenever we walked in. Yeah, once I finish that, I'll watch the, the Irishman again, and then I'll be good to go. They they recently recut the third one to make it not suck. Really? And I don't I don't know like what they did to it, but I'm really curious. I want to watch it. Mm. Well, all right, so we're gonna watch a lot of mob movies. Because yeah, I mean, all right, that's fine. We'll do that, and then uh, you know, I'm you know, and I'll just to go on record. Sorry if this one was boring for you. If you've made it this far. You're a real one. I appreciate you. Um, and that's why I love you. And Doug does not care about you at all. Well, I'm still awaiting their poll results. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're serious. We are serious. Because we may be friends. But the fact that we're all we're We friends, may be lovers. It's true. <laughs> There's no may about yeah. it. <laughs> um, we may be friends. But that just means... That we are also enemies. It's true. 
It's it's absolutely. Remember how like three hours ago we were talking about how like when you reach a certain point in, in your college majors, it's just like oh, this is a room full of enemies. Yeah. That's, Doug and I are just the last two standing. Yeah. We are Mufasa and Scar. And we're, we're both just, hanging off a cliff. We just don't know who is which. I think I'm probably Scar. I'm Mufasa. Because everyone loves me. Yeah, and everyone a, hates you. Well, you know what? I got a better singing voice. So It's true. Well, we never, we never get to hear James Earl Jones sing. I would like to hear that. I would also like to hear that. Anyway, we he's, got Snowman like a, six. He's done a lot of Broadway, so I'm sure six, he did a musical six, at some point. Whatever's ago. Yeah. Alan looks very upset at us. Oh, he's pointing to his wrist. He's got to go to bed. Actually, you got to go to bed, too. What time is it? 9.34. Oh, we got to go. We got to right. go. Uh, I had fun. I'm Did you have space. fun? You looks like you had fun. I had, all right. I had an all right time. Uh, invite us to your party. Summer's running out. Um, drinking, dancing, good time, and uh, manscaped. And, uh, oh, my God. What? <laughs> liquid, liquid death. Speak Nord VPN. <laughs> We're all open to sponsorships. Hire us. We need money. We're poor. And um, we have fun. I've been Kevin. Who are you? You've been Doug. Doug. And we are going to go now. Bye, babies. Bye. Alan, eats us. Uncle Presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm amped up. Uncle Presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm amped up. Uncle Presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm amped up. Uncle Presidents to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm amped up. Um, welcome to We Had Fun. Um, Kevin? Yeah, and I am Douglas. You're Doug. Um, what, what did we do tonight, Kevin? Bunch of stupid shit. Well, you know, you're gonna have to narrow that no. down. No. It's been dumb fucking stupid shit. <laughs>